Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony speaking. With me tonight is Jaime. Hello. Vance has family obligations. He's not able to join us tonight, but that's okay. We'll jump right in anyway, and uh, let's dive right into our topic tonight. But first, Jaime, how's it going? It's going good. Hey, Tony. Yep. Uh, so my three weeks of bachelorhood have ended. Uh, some of the things I didn't talk about that I did during that time, and I just realized that today was, I didn't tell you I caught up on uh, movies too. I was able to catch up on Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. You know, did you go to the theater? Did you rent it? How'd you, how'd you catch up on it? No, I rented it. I was too lazy to go to the theater. <laughs> um, but we've never talked about that. Um, good we were going off. to come back and talk about the soundtrack if yes. you ever watched it. Yes, I did. And I finally did. But, but, but what do you think? A good send off for James Gunn? I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I mean, the very last scene was like confusing to me. But the, the scene where they're having cereal, having cereal and talking about mowing the yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was unexpected. I mean, um, just like this is, you know, this is where you end up, <laughs> but they gave us at the end, this, this nice note that says star Lord will return. Yeah. So it, I, I take that to mean as everyone else's contract is up. But Chris Pratt probably signed off to do another spin. You know, Chris Pratt gets so much hate by the world because of his beliefs, I guess. But he gets so much hate. But the guy just brings in the dollars, right? It's he's, he's just a, ever since Parks and Rec, the guy's just been like on a on a positive. You know, everything he touches turns out pretty decent and makes money. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for much more if you're a studio, right? And and, and honestly, it's going to bring you profits. Yeah, and and honestly, if you remember the Avengers uh, Endgame movie, they his dialogues with Spider Man were probably the best in the whole movie. Yeah, oh, he's always got great dialogue, funny. You know, just every, all their interactions with him and his his crewmates. Are all funny. Uh, that that movie hit the ground running very fast. Like, yeah. Uh, but but there's something I wanted to tell you. You know, I uh, I remember that there was a scene in another movie. I don't know if it was on the main Guardians of the Galaxy movies or if it was one of the Avengers because they had all cameos in them. There's one scene where Drax. I remember telling Peter, Peter, there's only two two types of people in the world. Uh, those who dance and those who don't dance. And he says something like, those who dance are fools, you know, you know, Drax. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was like interesting that at the end of the movie, they're all dancing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you have to go back and remember this scene from another movie to, to be like, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. All the callbacks. Time yes. in the There's so many things. And, and the, the the great thing is that they kept with James Gunn for all the three films or the main um portrayals of these characters in film. 
And so he knows all, all the little gags, all the inside jokes, only the things that he puts into the script that just makes sense. And you're like, oh, that's why they inserted that there. Yeah. You know, what uh, kind of caught me off guard with the movie was what happened with that planet of misfits. And you know how they was destroyed. <laughs> oh, you mean count counter earth? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, it's gone. Yeah. I'm like, man, they just wiped out the entire civilization. And, and, and there's never any afterthought about it. They're just yeah, like, right. Let's just see the ones that are in the ship. <laughs> like, I guess they didn't count. No, <laughs> nope. They weren't as perfect as he thought. No, but yeah, great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. And and there is a scene talking about the soundtrack at the end where they're all talking about like who the best so- who the best band is. I found that so hilarious. And Cosmo the dog is, oh yeah, the cars, they don't have any bad songs. I was like, how does the, the dog know this? Because they all listen to Peter's music. He plays it constantly. Right. In his soon, <laughs> which by the way, I, I was I, I I was thinking the fact that he has a soon has gotta be a gag in itself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the one zoom in existence and it's in outer outer space. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh the zoom it was between the zoom and the uh, iPod, right? Or what was it called? Yeah, it is the zoom yeah, iPod in the zoom. Yeah, because it was the iPod first. Then Microsoft said, "Oh, let's compete with the iPod," and that I guess that was an abysmal blunder. So the real question is, which movie had the best soundtrack, in your opinion? Okay, I would have always said the first one because it had it had the "Come and Get Your Love" song at the beginning when he's dancing with the rats. Mm-hmm. But now that same song is in the third movie. Briefly, but it's there. Yeah. So I'm going to change my vote for volume three. Really? Okay. I still think one is better. It had the Beastie Boys in it. It had had a lot of good songs that you hear them and and you go back and say, oh, yeah, that's a cool song. I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah, there's something about those old 70s type songs that when you hear them again, it's like, oh. You know what? That wasn't too bad. Now, is that a James Gunn thing? Because Peacemaker, the opening theme song, is also, isn't that like a super obscure 80s glam rock song? I don't know if it's a James Gunn thing. It's I think it's just something that has kind of been very popular uh, recently. Uh, did you ever watch uh, Wonder Woman? The film? Yeah, the number two. Wonder Woman number two. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> There was a song that they that they would always play uh, in the marketing for that by I can't remember some obscure eighties band, uh, Blue something, but uh, I can't remember the name of it. But that's just an example of like taking like old seventies and eighties songs and just playing on on this like. Well, technically, Wonder- it's like just like in a. Technically, isn't that what movie is supposed to be in the eighties? Yes, because that's the that's the name of yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, so it makes sense to have a, an eighties song, right? But uh, what was another one? Uh, here, recently. the Marbles. the The song is amazing. The trailer is just like OMG. 
Right. Oh, no, you didn't watch it. I don't remember if you watched the episode, right? It was uh, from The Last of Us ser- TV series with the, uh, the Linda Ronstadt song uh, from the from Bill and Frank's episode. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what happens when they're like in the car uh, at the end of the episode? Him, uh, Joel and Ellie? Or no? Yeah, they were playing it when they're driving away. Yes, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So what else is going on? Uh, man, I caught up. So I was saying I caught up on um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I also caught up in um, Shazam 2. Not what I was expecting. Not uh, I, 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 I feel good that the DC universe is going to be relaunched. And, you know, and, and I'm just bringing this up because it's, it's old James Gunn. So he really will have the vision and direction to make sure that these movies build up to something it makes sense and they're relevant in between movies even the next and i guess a couple of last movies that are coming out which is going to be blue beetle and aquaman 2 are probably in that like tight rope of are they going to be part of the new, new cinematic universe or not most likely they won't <laughs> right shazam 2 i i was a disappointment <laughs> It really, that Wasn't movie it, really, right? It, it yeah. really let me down. I'm like the, the first one was a was a interesting like hey that was better than I thought it was gonna be, and in a really positive way, right? And, and this one is like absolutely the opposite. It was like it's worse than I thought it was gonna be, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, that one. Did you that realize that down. that that Shazam was in the first two Thor movies? He was? I don't remember. Yes, he was. He was one of Thor's friends. Huh. He was the guy that had like this, this, this really weird goatee. Okay. It, it, it's so hard to spot that, that it's the same actor un, until it's pointed out. Huh. Well, I have to go back and watch. Yeah. Or or Google it. But Tony, what's up with you? What what you been doing? Uh you know nothing. I've been playing Diablo. I can't get off Diablo. Uh, though, I did see uh, you know, a couple of games that piqued my interest. Well, I think we'll get into uh, one of them a little bit later and we'll get into the news section. But, uh, you know, playing the season. Uh, don't have Vance to play with now because of his uh, mess the, up. <laughs> I think the question on everyone's mind at this point in time is, did Vance ever find somebody to give the game to? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh but he has so so if he hasn't found somebody and you're not playing with it, he basically called it quits. Pretty much cuz he was so far he had put so many hours into it like 70 or 80 hours. He, he just, said 77 hours, yeah. Yeah, he can't uh he can't bring himself to to start over. Though interestingly enough, that's what you do with Diablo. You start yeah, over, right? You you do once once you finish. I still have a really good friend saying you need to buy Diablo. I've actually haven't started my third playthrough with a new character because I'm waiting for somebody to play with. I think he's been soloing it <laughs> so mm-hmm. far, and and I understand from hearing you in Vance is that it's just not as fun, right? Yeah, you want to play with people, right? Right? Fun. Right? So, anything else? No, I mean I've just been going to movies. 
Did you finally catch Barbie? Not yet. <laughs> no, I have not watched Barbie yet. But not because, you know, I'm scared to go watch Barbie. It'd be like that clip where the guy comes out of the, the movie. Oh, the, the did agent, you see it? And, and it's like, oh. Oh, oh, I don't want to be seen. Yeah, yeah. right. I can I can watch Barbie. He, it's fine. He starts creeping away away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that movie's only made a billion dollars. That's the that's the crazy part. It's it's currently breaking records. Uh, Greta Gerwig didn't she direct one of the Wonder Woman movies? Probably. Right. Well, she's the first solo director, female solo director that's crossed the one billion mark the movie has only been out for like it's less than two weeks three it's been out three weeks three sure. weeks. Um, and okay well yep still because okay. the second weekend that it was out is when i went and saw that that basketball oh, you saw it no <laughs> <laughs> but i remember because while i was at the movie theater to go see that movie that it was only me and some other dude uh there was people wearing pink i mean Guys, I I just was like, uh, all po- more power to you, but I I wouldn't be wearing <laughs> that much pink to go see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the second weekend, and we're just crossing weekend number three for it. So it's crossed the one billion mark in three weeks. Yeah, we went and watched uh, Meg two last thursday uh last saturday saturday night is it as corny as the first one yes it is corny and no it is not as good as the first one the first one was was a decent surprise by the way yeah the first one was decent um it's good little action adventure you know had some laughs and um and didn't take itself too seriously but um it didn't really go over the top with like corniness this one just went over the top. You could tell that it was not made really. I don't feel like it was made for Western audiences. Like well, it wasn't the, the primary the, uh, in, target. Interesting you say that because the the very first one, I remember reading that there was a couple Asian actors in, in that. There was a, a woman, her daughter, maybe a father or a grandparent. And I remember reading specifically an article saying what the West was doing to try to make movies more appealing to uh, different audiences. And, right. the, and, they, and they specifically referenced the Meg and said, look, the choice casting for these actors is, mm-hmm. is very much so that this will have a better chance of being well-received in other markets. Right. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Like, if you watch the movie and kind of look for some stereotypes that are going on, I think maybe in this movie about certain cultures, uh, you could definitely. It's weird coming because it's we're kind of on the receiving end, right? On being in the West, right? We're used to like stereotyping everybody else. In this movie, you're really on the receiving end. Like, this is like kind of how they view you in the East, you know? Wait, 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 wait. It's weird. No, no, no. Jason Statham is 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 English, right? So if any, if anything, this is how they view the English. That's true, but (laughs) well, I mean, there's like 
how they view Australians in this movie. Like, man, they make them look like evil villains that are kind of just with no, not a brain cell between them. You know, it's like, um, and they hit all the culture. Hey, at least it's equal opportunity. It's like, uh, well, there's, you know, it's a, it's an international uh, cast and they just go after everybody. <laughs> so, so my son recently, this is, this is funny because he's recently got it into like a shark phase mm. and he's like, dad, what would win a, a, an orca or a, a, a great white? I'm like, well, an orca. Well, how about a Meg or an orca? Like, well, a megalodon doesn't exist. And of course, then he says, look at this trailer. It exists. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Cause, cause, <laughs> cause in the trailer and I haven't seen the movie, but he even eats like a T-Rex or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's like, Mike drop dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kids, man, <laughs> you got to love him. Yeah. So behind me. Yeah. I heard you, uh, you've been doing some research on uh, some video game, uh, was it campaigns and stuff? Yes. So last, uh, this Vance is the one who got me thinking about this last uh, podcast that we did. He said something about how much time he's playing a campaign of, or for video games, et cetera. And, and I, that's why I remember specifically that he had said that Diablo was a 77 hour campaign for him up to the point before he got banned. So I started thinking about how <laughs> you said that up to the point until he got banned. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so it started making me think about what is the average campaign length that as gamers we expect. Imagine the scene. You, me, anybody who's listening, we're gamers of some sort. So you go to the to your nearest store where you purchase your video game you go mm -hmm. you you probably have something in mind before you actually get there you pick up a copy of the game you pay it right you're you're driving home and you're if you're like me i'm i'm actually opening up the game um unwrapping it in the car even before i'm at mm -hmm. my house uh, and i'm thinking this game's probably going to be i hope it's good but Here's the question that maybe sometimes doesn't come up in my head that often is how long am I going to play this game? Right? So it got me thinking about, let's, let's talk about campaign length. Um, and I want to, you know, narrow the conversation to that because obviously here's an example. If we take Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as an example, it's average, it's campaign. It does have a campaign for those who <laughs> don't ever play it and just jump into mm -hmm. the multiplayer. It's average campaign playtime is five hours. Right. So five hours main campaign. But then you can probably get like 60, 70, 80, 100 hours of the multiplayer. So I want to just narrow the conversation to the, the campaign aspect of a video game, right? Right. So, so you're want to I want to talk about like what is the expectation that you think should be normal for, for a camp right for a campaign for a campaign yeah what's what's your thoughts uh well my thoughts a good campaign length I think nowadays 
is about 15 to 20 hours. I think I that's agree. what I feel like just because like it's, it's long enough that I feel like I've gotten some value out of it and you know, you can get a good story in, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like I don't get tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I, this is what I tend to do. I'm like, after about seven or eight hours into a campaign, I start to kind of like, how long is this campaign? And I'll look it up. Oh, okay. I'm chapter eight and I, there's 17 chapters, right? Okay. That's not bad. You know, I start, I start kind of getting antsy with the, how much time am I going to be in this game? Like how much of this gameplay is going to repeat itself? And some of it, 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 if some of the gameplay is kind of annoying or I don't like, you know, it's like, and I'm thinking, man, I got to play 30 more hours of this. I don't think I can do it. So just like a, there was a game I played last year uh, where you, you controlled this like little child creature thingy through the Intre- ship. Intrepid Izzy? No. Uh, little Nightmares. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, and you're That's just a weird try- game. Yes, very weird. Um, and there's like you move stuff around, trying to like clear obstacles and stuff like that. And you're getting chased by these uh, subhumans. Are their whole intent and purpose is to eat you, right? So the game was very, very creepy. Like it was so creepy. It was so so creepy. It was creeping me out playing deeper and deeper in the game. I didn't really think. Am I really going to enjoy where this is going at some point? Like, but you know, I finished it. So it was, it probably was a little bit longer than I want to light, you know. But uh, if it had been like 40, 50 hours, I would have been, I would have quit for sure. But well, here's, here's, here's some, some stats, and maybe you and I can agree on this. Uh, you and I both played Resident Evil 4, the remake. Mm hmm. Um, average playthrough, according to my sources, because I actually went to a website that actually collects this this data. Um, I, I my playthrough was nineteen hours, right? Well how, well, how much was yours? I think I came in around twenty six hours. Okay, maybe. So, according to this website, the main campaign. Not doing any side quests is 16 hours. Right. Main plus side quests is 20 hours. And I was like, oh, that's right at where I was. And there was only one side quest that I did not complete, which was like finding the little little toy dolls that are, you know, in the shape of one one of the bad guys. Right. I was missing like two and and, and I intentionally said, okay, I'm done. I'm not gonna find these anymore. Um and then I played Dead Space, the remake, and oddly enough, the playthrough was about 18 hours for me. Uh, and according to this web, website that I went, you know, the main plus sides is about 16 hours. So, you know, I'm right on par with yeah. that. So I was thinking, okay, Dead Space, Resident Evil 4, similar playthrough, right? So, so it got me thinking, you know, let's let's talk about this. You know, what what is the expectation? And you just said... About seven or eight hours, you start getting to that point where you're thinking, oh, how long is this actually going to be, right? However, 
does that say something about our gaming attention? We just want to get in, com complete the campaign, and get out? Or are you like me that, you know, I started playing Persona 5 105 hours later? <laughs> right. I mean, I think, it's, I think it comes down to the, I mean, a lot of it comes down to the quality of the game, right? It's like, I, even though, like, um, Dead Space is, you know, 20 hours or Resident Evil was, you know, 20 hours or whatever. It's a good 20 hours. It's a good 20 hours, right? So it's like, you know, I didn't mind it that much. You know, maybe it's like some repetitive combat and stuff like that. Eh, you know, um, so it's about right. Now, when, let me tell you, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I played that game when it came out, you know, a few years ago, right after it was like one of the first games that you could get on the new generation consoles. Right. And I was watching some guys at work play this game. Yep. And I remember that when it launched, it was like the greatest launch for any Assassin's Creed game up to that point. Right. So I wasn't impressed from what I was seeing from the guys that were playing at work. But I went ahead and bought the game. There weren't a lot of games you could play on your play, uh, PlayStation 5 at the time. So I bought the game. I like Assassin's Creed. I'm like, a Viking is a assassin? Okay. So I'll check it. I like Vikings. Uh, so I'll check it out. The first six hours of the game, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. I didn't like how it looked. I didn't like the combat. I thought the story, the quest lines were dumb. Like, it was just... Oh, I'm like, well, I made a mistake buying this game. That was six hours into it. I was ready to quit. But I did stick it out, got to England, right, where you set up your little settlement, and then started doing, you know, going along the main story there. A hundred and thirty something hours later, I finished that game. <laughs> we need we need that <laughs> we need that meme where it's that uh, French voice 126 hours later. <laughs> right. So it's my it's probably my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It's this the the breadth of storytelling, not necessarily in the main campaign. The side quests, the side stories were so well done. Uh, where you were like, literally, you felt like, yeah, this probably really happened. And these people probably really existed. And I like these people. And I want to be friends with these people. Or I hate those people. I want to kill those people. It did such a great job of just bringing you into the story and, and meeting all these characters um, that I never got bored with it. Like, I wanted to play. I wanted to keep playing. And then when I'm looking at this, how many hours, I'm thinking, when does this game end? And not because like I wanted to to end. I'm just like I was just amazed at how many hours I had into the game, and I still wasn't done with the main campaign. Like at the 100 hour mark, or you know between 86 and 100 hours, I'm like, I think I can finish the game now, but I want to go make sure I get all the allies I want. And I want to I want to make sure that everybody is on my side before I confront this, the main, uh, theoretically the main uh, villain. But um, yeah, so we'll take 
just the most hours I've ever played into a camp put into a campaign. So so according to the, to the source of information that I'm looking at, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, its average playthrough for the main quest and side stories is right at 97 hours. Now, but 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 here's here's where I think there's an interesting uh, bit of information here. On average, all the Assassin Creed games, with the exception of Odyssey, Assassin Creed Odyssey is the exception. All of them were made to be able to be completed between 15 and 20 hours, including side quests. Mm-hmm. So this one goes from 20 hours. I mean, like the average 15 to 20, let's round up, let's say 20 hours to 98 or 97. <laughs> right? So it's like four, four times as long as your average Assassin's Creed game. Now, and I say Odyssey is the exception because that's actually 45 hours, right? Technically half of Valhalla. Right. So it's right. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you shared the story because I had a similar situation many years ago when I played the original Resident Evil 2. Um, it was not the first, but kind of like the earlier games that I was playing for, you know, CD consoles. Uh, I was coming from the Nintendo 64. And I remember that we were playing it. We used to get together as a group of friends on a Friday on Friday nights and we'd all like, you know, rotate houses and we'd all we'd just play the campaign and we're all sitting there, we're all seeing the getting the jump scares. Um and we would always play like uh let's say I give you the controller, you play as long as you can until your character dies. As soon as your character dies, you have to give the controller to the next person. Right. So you might be seeing somebody play for 10 minutes or two hours. Still, though, it was it was fun. It was, you know, we were in high school. The the thing is that we, we remember, I remember, again, this is the original Resident Evil 2, not the, the, the remake. But maybe some of these things will kind of coincide because I can't, I haven't played the remake. We got to a place where you're going through the the police station and at one point you realize that the captain has been receiving bribes from umbrella and when you go are able to open up his the door to his office there's like this floor panel that you can go down and you fight him as a some type of mutant and i remember me and all my friends were like Dude, this is the end of the game. This is going to be the last boss fight. Whoa, this game was so long. It was epic. Well, you killed him and it was not even close. <laughs> so, so we continue playing the game. We continue playing the game and then get to a part where you get into like this like s- subway looking thing that goes underground to like this underground umbrella facility. And while you're getting down there, you fight William Birkin, who's trying to like ambush you inside. And we're like, oh, this is the last boss fight. This is so, we're so close. No. <laughs> you know, some, so eventually we did beat the campaign. We were dumb and didn't realize that A, there was a second disc. And the mm-hmm. second disc was the playthrough through a second character, but you could do the, the playthrough. After the first character went and did all these things. So, I mean, so there was like so much replayability for that one to get everything out of the main campaign. Yeah. 
right? Uh, so I was like super surprised about that one back in the day. Right? So, you know, but looking at the stats today, uh, I mentioned Persona 5, which took me about 105 hours. Apparently it says here that the main story was here is 101 hour. Uh, if you do all the side quests, it's 123, right. which I didn't do. And in, in, in Persona 5, I, I, I know that I was at, to the point when you get to the last um, castle or dungeon, whatever you want to call it, there was no save points. From the moment that you enter till you get into the boss fight, it was, you, you had to, it was, you know, survive or die. Right. And I remember getting to the boss fight and I distinctly had this moment of truth of like a 40 minute battle thinking if I lose, I'm not going to go through this dungeon again, try to like make it through all these characters because they were hard characters that are battles that you had to go through and then get an, into another 40 minute boss fight. I was like, that's it. If I lose here, I don't care. I'm not I'm not seeing the ending <laughs> of this game. <laughs> but but it was such it was such an enjoyable game all throughout. It was just that last last moment that I thought, okay, this is just too much for me. <laughs> right. I mean so, I, that Elden Ring was like that. Elden Ring. I'm like, I wanted to quit playing that game so many times. And I know Clint beat it like six times or seven times, or he's probably on his 30th completion of that game by yes. now. But um, just my one playthrough, it was so frustrating uh, because I just died like a million times. All right. So, so, so you tell me if this lines up with you. According to this, main, main campaign is about 58 hours, main plus side quests. 100 hours. Where do you fall? In which game? Elden Ring. 100 hours. <laughs> For sure, 100 hours. It took me three days just to beat one boss. <laughs> and that's pretty, you know, from software games, you know, that's kind of, I'll always run into one boss I just can't beat. And it's, I'll go and I'll power level, try to over level. So, and I still can't beat them. So I think at, at the end of this conversation, what I'm getting out of this from 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 you, and I would agree if this is the right the right uh, summary, is that I think the campaign can change and can vary in length as long as it's a good game. Right. I mean, are you playing 20 hours of a bad game or a hundred of a really good game? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just. Okay. If there's a variation, if it's you, I, as long as it doesn't have like the same tired gameplay, you know, on repeat, and you're just doing the same thing, and there's a little bit of story and nuance to the story, and it gives you pulls on your, you know, emotions and stuff like that. If it does, you know, those things, I can be engaged for a long time. Uh, if it's just just like button masher, that. Here's well, you and I played TMNT Shredder's Revenge last year. And I, f I swear it didn't feel this way. But it's it says that the main campaign is about four hours in, le in length. See, it felt like two hours. <laughs> it felt four hours, like four hours for me because I was doing it with my son and I was having to carry it. <laughs> oh, through. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was a short campaign, but mm -hmm. it still it was enjoyable. 
Yes. Yes. Now you tell me it's 20 hours of that. I'll be like, uh, uh-uh. right. Not, not now. <laughs> Maybe when I was a kid, but not now. I'm like, uh, the dark ages. Yeah. I mean, Hey, just a little, a side, uh, tangent on this. So I was telling you about Valhalla and whenever I get a chance to like talk about Valhalla, I always like, Oh man, you got to play that game. It's fantastic. It's, it's going to be long. You know, I preface it. So it's, it's going to take you a while. You know, it's, you know, so I have this boss at, at work and I didn't realize he was in the video games. Uh, and he, he's really not in video games. He's just starting into video games, right? Like he's a newer gamer, right? He got him a PS5 and he's been playing different games. He's like, oh, I played Spider-Man, you know, I played, um, God of War. He's like, oh, that's a good game. That's a good game. I love that game. He's like, so I was telling him about Valhalla. And he's like, oh, okay, that sounds awesome. I'm going to try it out. So next time I see him, he's like, hey, I bought, the, I bought Valhalla. I'm playing it now. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Okay. A week later. You got me hey, hooked. <laughs> you, still, you still playing Valhalla? He's like, oh, no, I beat it. What? What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing something else now. I, I beat Valhalla. I'm like, wait a minute. You beat Valhalla already. I'm like, I just talked to you like two days ago. <laughs> you just got the game and you beat it already. I don't I, think you played it right. There's no I, way you played it right. No, no, no. My, my, <laughs> my, 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 my website that I go to, it's actually called howlongtobeat.com. Disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> Not in two days, unless you took two full days right. off from work. I mean, I mean, he's a single guy. Maybe he just doesn't have a life, you know. I'm like <laughs> a life or a wife, yeah, a life or a wife. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, "There's no way you played that right. There's no way." <laughs> is Tony? Is this person going to be listening to this podcast? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, he didn't play it right. <laughs> right. So, so okay, okay. Well, that was. Uh, I just wanted to like pick your brain, talk about campaigns, see how much you've actually played some. And again, I, I did want to talk about multiplayer because that opens up a whole different can of worms. Uh, I remember playing Destiny Two, man, for hours on it, and actually not two, Destiny One for hours and i mean like hours i would just get online grind go do the crucible grind get gear grind it was just like right. i mean a couple over 100 hours for sure yeah there was a game i played recently that's a good game but just got on my nerves a lot of time i'm like star wars uh jedi fallen order great game but there's puzzles in the campaign and they're not simple puzzles these puzzles require you to navigate like a whole level uh to find like answers to whatever puzzle that you're trying to do and you have to battle while you're doing it of course and then there's platforming involved and it takes it takes like six hours to do each of these puzzles and it's like you know there's probably three or four major puzzles in the game. I just wanted to throw my controller, dude. I'm like, ah, uh, you know, because 
it wasn't as simple as just like throwing a well, switch. You actually yeah. had to like manipulate things to you fall know. because you're using the force, right? Like, oh, let me use the force to push that ball over there. Oh, let me, and then let me push this other ball, and they gotta meet at the exact same time at a certain point. It's like, oh my gosh, I had to. For- I literally had to force my way through those puzzles. I wanted to. I just. I did not enjoy the puzzles. I don't, I don't even, uh, I don't wait, even understand these, why they're puzzles, in a Star Wars game. Are these optional? Like no, God of War optional? They're not optional puzzles. Oh, so, okay. No. You have to complete the puzzles to progress the story. Well. <laughs> Which is the, horrible. That's may, horrible. May the force be with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of those like accessible uh, accessibility options. I'm like, I'm falling in that category. Turn the puzzle off. I don't want the puzzle. Oh, then- <laughs> oh, I just remembered in silent Hill, old school silent Hill games. You could change the difficulty level of puzzles because they would like be different, like the same thing, but just like there'd be like changes to them. I can't remember what what they were, but I remember that when I I played a, a second playthrough one time, I said, oh, "All right," because you could change the game's difficulty level and the puzzle the 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 puzzle level. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I already did it one time. I I know the puzzles and like you're saying, like things you have to do to move on." And I said, "Oh, let's go, let's go, let's put it hard." No way. No way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 move on to our news section, Tony. All right. We've got three major things I want to address today. Um, Baldur's Gate three. What's the hype around this game? The hype around Baldur's Gate. So, a few, a couple of months ago. Place Sony had their uh, their summer reveal. I can't remember what was it. The showcase, right? Yeah, the Sony show. Yeah, I think we talked about it. Uh, there was a trailer for Baldur's Gate in that showcase, and I think it just passed everybody by, right? Like nobody talked about it. It's like, oh, it's Baldur's Gate, right? It's a it's a what do they call a CRPG? You know, computer uh, role playing game. Uh, it's an isometric top-down view, you know, kind of like Diablo. Uh, it's not a main that that type of game is not mainstream, right? Uh, so there was like a little interest in it, and but most people just kind of overlooked it. Uh, but uh, that game just came out on August third. It's been in uh, early access on PC. It's coming to the PlayStation Five on September third. It's not available on Xbox because there's a they were having issues with uh, the the S series uh, doing uh, some st- stuff on there. So if you can't do it on the S, then Microsoft won't allow you to. Oh, so to, to do it on the X. So so they're they're being they're wising up to the whole uh, cyberpunk ordeal where it wouldn't play unless you're playing on a pro. Right. So, okay. um, but since it's come out on August third. And I think I texted you. Was it, it was August or Sunday? I texted you a couple of days ago, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, do you want to play Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate three, right?" And yep. you were like, "Oh yeah, 
You know, I, I, I maybe you looked at a video for it or whatever, and then you came back and says, "Hey, when's he come out on PlayStation?" <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because because uh, somebody was posting uh, on Discord that they were buying it uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and and I was like, "All right, I'm in. Let me buy this right now. And, you know, get in early with everybody." Right. Could not find it. Right. So it's not available on PlayStation Five. To yep. the third. Yeah. So, but this game is made by Larian uh, developers called Larian. They did uh, another game. Uh, I can't remember. It's a, a similar type of game. But uh, this game is just blown up. Like this game is like Elden Ring blown up. Like ninety four percent on Metacritic and uh, some other open critic, and like one hundred percent critics. Uh, recommended uh, this game, and yeah, this this it's all the all the talk right now because it's got concurrent viewer uh, concurrent players like eight hundred thousand, which puts it in like ninth place or something like that. I, I'm not sure the the um, the statistical categories that they're they're running out there, but so so you're right. There it the the peak player count it was. Eight hundred and fourteen thousand four hundred and sixty-six players. Yeah, and that number keeps going up. So, and that's even before you start seeing uh, PS Five players coming there, on board. And, and there's actually currently seventy-six thousand players playing at this at this precise moment. Yeah. So, yes, all of a sudden, man, this game is being called a once in a generation type game, right? It's like. I thought I thought I heard some good comparisons today. I was watching some videos. Uh, think uh, uh, Dragon Age when Bioshock was a good developer, or think Mass Effect, right? Uh, the first Mass Effect, and and what kind of impact that game had on uh, uh, games back when it first came out on uh, Xbox. Well, so we're this is the type of rhetoric that we're hearing about this game. This is like a you know, a, a game changer, just, you know, kind of use the cliche. Uh, and it's, it's breaking all kinds of records. People are just falling all over, uh, all over themselves talking about the game. Oh, the music's great. The, the voice, uh, the, the voice acting. I, I heard somebody say like, even the animals have voice actors, right? Because like, there's a class that you could play that allows you to speak to animals or talent skills or stuff like where you could talk to animals. So the animals even have voice actors. So professional. Yeah. Professional <laughs> voice actors, voice actors. You know, it's not like uh, some of Capcom's titles where it's like, you know, they're very selective with their voice acting. Like everything yeah. is voice acted uh, and, and uh, motion capture, you know, Great. Mo- I'm, I'm. I'm just reiterating what I've seen from a lot of content creators on YouTube. I don't, haven't actually played the game yet, but these guys have me very, very excited to play. And I was already excited to play. I, I, I was looking forward oh, to wow. this title. This was actually one of the titles I was really, really looking forward to. And it's great that it's getting this kind of reception out the gate. Go ahead. Okay. So I've I've shared with you a lot of times that I have a, a really good friend that's been wanting like forever to get me to jump into Diablo 4. He's already uh pre-ordered Baldur's Gate 3. 
and like literally before, and I'm I'm actually going to read this on my phone. Literally minutes before we started recording this today, he texts me and says, "So, what kind of commitment are you prepared to make on Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> and I, and and my response is, "Well, I'm definitely buying it." His response is, "Yeah, but." we are going to have to need to schedule a routine game time if we're going to do the campaign. <laughs> he wants to do the campaign in co-op mode. Yeah. <laughs> and and I love my friend. I actually love playing with him, but I, I don't know if I can make that. that well, you I might just make... have to start a second character to do right. that with. <laughs> right. Hey, and that's great. It has multiplayer that it has the ability to do multiplayer. You know, you know we have somebody on this show that that's a requirement, right? Really? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the game has to have multiplayer. But, but uh, now, so. now this, this actually opened up later, you know, some more text exchange and apparently Tony fill me in on this. There is no physical edition or there is one, but what's, what's the, what's there. So, right. Yeah. We were looking at this, you know, and we recently talked about, you know, going back to just buying to uh, physical editions, right? Uh, because it's cheaper. It's cheaper. That's my you that's know, my argument. It's great to be able to just hand that off to somebody that wants to play. Uh, there is no physical edition of this game. It's digital only, uh, unless you buy the collector's edition, and you can get the <laughs> physical edition of the game along with some other neat, cool stuff. Okay, and so, the, if and so, digital. so if you really want it, you have to go limited edition or something collector's edition. Collector's edition. It's only going to cost you two hundred sixty nine dollars <laughs> for the collector's edition. But I, they, the, the developers of this title, uh, I don't. They didn't even anticipate the level of success that they've had with this title, right? Because I think I was telling you where uh, the CEO of the uh, of Larian was telling his IT department that, oh, yeah, we should expect about 100,000 players max, you know, playing and, this game. And, and I and I'd already told you a number that's eight times as much on PC only. <laughs> right. So these guys are racking in the, the money, and somebody's got to be saying, man, we should have made a – we should make a physical edition too, because people are going to want to own a physical edition like us. Right. So, and yeah, and they're saying like, Hmm, if we sell the physical edition, just really jacked up, they will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But this, but here's the important thing about this game. It's completely finished. There's, there's, you don't have to worry about live service or anything like that. It's is old school game development. So so there's no no day one patch to fix all the stuff that they didn't complete before releasing the game? Apparently not. Mind blown. <laughs> that is such a rarity these days. Right. It's a small studio ish, right? It's not like, you know, one of the big studios like Sony my own or well, Xbox. They, they're going to get big with this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh it looks great. I mean, I've, I've watched videos. And I'm just amazed at uh, the fidelity that uh, that they have going on, and just there are seventeen thousand 
different possible endings to this game. Whoa, whoa, not even endings. I've been I've been seeing some things and I haven't seen much, okay? Cuz again, my interest in this game just started like last Thursday. You know, f- what is it? 5 days ago that somebody said, "Are you guys going to play this?" I'm like, "Oh, let me let me learn about this game." But apparently be ready to even spend a huge amount of time just selecting your class. Right. Because apparently um, that 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 has a lot of impact, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like this is an RPG, a real RPG, not like Diablo, right? Take that, yeah. I'm like, hey, I love I love playing Diablo, but really, it's not an RPG; it's an action game, right? Really, it and then you're just it's like a looter shooter, right? You're just nothing. There's nothing really you're doing with your character. You're not interacting with people. You have no choice really to 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 impact the environment other than killing things. This is a an R a real RPG. You know, yeah, like, I saw that you can like throw a dice to like select or mm-hmm. decide actions. Yeah, but well, a lot but, of people have been saying that that's what they've kind of liked about about uh, Baldur's Gate is. There's the tons of the, yeah the, the the tons of dialogue options, and there's no real like feeling that there's only one right way, only one right answer. Like you can use any of the answers, and it doesn't feel wrong, right? So that's 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 old school right there. It's like you know that maybe I call it old school, but it might be even beyond that. You know, new. They're taking it to a whole new level, and uh, I, I have I, there's something that that is that's just like in in my mind, man. I need to get this out here. Is it Vance proof? It is he gonna get banned? Mm, I would I would hope it's Brent Vance proof. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might find a new way. I don't know. They should hire. He should really hire himself out as a play tester. Yeah. Right. I think Vance, if you're listening, you're missing out on a career opportunity here. Maybe freelance playtesting because, yeah. you know, you could, you could find the uh, vulnerabilities he, in the game. He finds probably. the things that we, that nobody would think about. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yes, Baldur's Gate. Okay. We now, see- we, we, this is a great game, man. I, I'm excited about it, but I don't know if I'm going to, Go physical when it's two hundred and seventy bucks. Yes. Well, I mean, because that that's counter every single argument I've ever said that physical is cheaper. Not in this case, right? Yeah. Um. Pretty much, if you don't have a choice other than not buying it, um, you might have to just buy digital. Now, now you're gonna wait for them to put out a physical version. Now, speaking of collector's editions, like Valter's Gate, physical, now Spider-Man 2, you've, it's been out, here, out there for a while, but there's a collector's edition for the console and a dual-sys controller, which I don't know if it's separate or it comes with the console, but have you noticed that this is the very first time that PlayStation does an actual console where the skin is actually customized Somehow, because every every other console that uh, or edition that they've sold bundled with the game, it's still the same plain white skin. Yeah, and it's a real head scratcher for me. Um, 
because the the panels being removable and, and right and, and exactly it's like that was part of the appeal right i mean that's kind of why you designed it for right to replace those panels with customizable images and stuff like that and they have been so hesitant for that aspect of it until well, you know this two, this two, two this things hesitant i agree and they've also been pretty i can't say the word here on on the on on air but they've just made it impossible for third parties out there to go and make custom uh, skins for their for their PlayStation 5s because remember they were like threatening to sue and shut down a lot of a lot of these guys who were right. making like these custom collared consoles yeah and i i can't i just can't figure it out it's like somebody in their marketing department has just decided that they just really like white <laughs> like and they they will not move off of it you know i, I don't know i'm like you're you're kill- like there could be a whole side market here and people could be getting excited about so it and, it could you know? be just you know there they could just be printing money man if they if they just sold these these skins in different colors or with like sony characters on them i'm i'm just telling you Somebody must have at some point, you know, shifted jobs and then never followed through with this. But it's like such a huge opportunity for them. But we're finally getting one, and it right. actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks good. Right? Maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll open the floodgates. I, I I hope so. But now, okay, that just tells me that Sony. Look at this. They're like so. They're backing this game up much more than they've done any Call of Duty game much more than even their own God of War Ragnarok game. Right. They're, they're willing to say, we're going to do something like this. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's I'm really exp- become a flagship of their... I mean, it's right up there with God of War. I mean, I feel like in this this generation of console, it, it may... Because Insomniac has been so prolific with the Spider-Man brand that that it it may have taken over that flagship they crushed of, of, it uh, of a mm-hmm. you know game you know kind of moved got a war to the side and yeah i i so and, and tony you know last bit of news and this is i know a topic that you might not be completely on top of but it's good to to bring up because there's a lot of people who support the fighting game community the fgc this past weekend, we had EVO 2023, which is the largest tournament, the biggest scene for the fighting game community. Um, a lot of games were on display and having tournaments. The The main stage, the main event was Street Fighter VI, of course. They had Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, even like one Mega Man game, they were doing like versus fights. But anyway, Street Fighter VI, we have the very first winner of an EVO tournament, and it was Angry Bird who faced off against Punk in the finals. Angry Bird took it home, and he got a cash prize of $20,000. Punk, for coming in second place, got fifteen k, and third place, which I don't even know, I didn't care, probably Mena RD, um, $10,000. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff out of here. There were some announcements for taking eight character reveals. There's a, a returning character, I think a brand new character, 
there's an announcement for Street Fighter VI. They're going to do a collaboration with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're going to do skins and some maybe it's uh, I think it's just mainly skins for for the characters where you're going to be able to look like a TMNT. And just since we're on the subject of the fighting game community, for all you listeners out there who are starting to play S- Street Fighter VI, be aware that there is a club that you can join in the in game and that club is good to game radio so there is a g2gr club in street fighter 6 that you can join um i don't think there's like any uh, application process you can just look for it join it be part of the crew and you'll get a nice little logo on your banner that says that you're part of the good to game uh fighting game community crew yeah cool Yep, join up. <laughs> right? Sport that good to game radio banner. Yes. So currently membership is one. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you need to join. So right. it becomes two. Right. <laughs> well, this is the first I'm hearing about it. So well, yeah, it's a, it's kind of news. <laughs> <laughs> In the news. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, man. That's cool. that's all I got for for awesome. games. I'm excited. Games. I'm excited for uh, that uh, this uh, that this year keeps producing uh, great games. I mean, we just we just said was June the most epic month in gaming, and it just looks like 2023 and as a whole is going to be a great game uh, gaming year. Right. I mean, I remember years where if you got two three four titles you were like oh four titles man this game was this year was epic man it, we, this year has been we're gonna be in the teens i feel well and not only gaming honestly look around we've gotten um the last of us we've gotten twisted metal we've gotten the movie that's going to be released pretty soon gran turismo it looks like this is probably honestly going to shape up to be the year of gaming in all fronts. Yeah, it's been a, a pretty epic year, definitely. And I started watching Twisted Metal. <laughs> Do you know, how is it? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Remember I said it's this? Okay. Remember I said this, that <laughs> when you see a trailer for a show and the trailer is kind of funny that my concern was, is that all the funny bits were just in the trailer. Right. Is it right. like that? Yes. Oh, I <laughs> called it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's kind of really amazing. It's like the production values in this show is pretty low. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you and I could have made some of these, some of this stuff. That we're that I'm seeing in the show, well, like the whole budget is probably gone to play to pay. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? The main character, Anthony Mack. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. that's that's yeah. that's the budget right there. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the the thing about. It. I've only watched the first episode, and there hasn't really been anything that stood out other than the fact that it looks like it's been made with like. A Kickstarter campaign or something that wasn't very successful. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Wait, 
What if somebody comes back to you and says, well, that's the look that we're trying to get? I'm sure that's probably, that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, somebody's going to say, this is, that's the look they're going for. I'm like, well, I'm like, that's not a great look. I'm just telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Try again. (laughs) Right. Not a great look. So, you know, it's, it's maybe something you watch if there's like not a whole lot else to watch. I mean, there wasn't a lot else for me to watch at the time I was watching it. Like, you know, I just finished watching like crime, bo- crime cake boss or something. I don't know. So I followed that up with <laughs> twisted metal <laughs> crime scene baker or something. I don't know. So my wife was watching. This is what <laughs> <laughs> they had more laughing. intrigue, <laughs> had more intrigue than twisted metal. Okay, man. Oh, okay. Just, so, just, just so, just to give you the backstory, it's it's a it's a reality TV show where they get like teams of fam- of bakers, you know, to go and, solve crimes, and they have an opportunity to go through a kitchen that's been used to make a dessert, and they get to go like look around and and try to find clues, and then they have to figure out what the dessert was that was made. What? And then everybody you know, presents the dessert, and then then they do the reveal. You know, oh no, it was it was actually a carrot cake. You know, yeah. it wasn't a chocolate cake. So you had, and this is how you had to figure it out. You know so, what? Yeah. They, they're 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 gonna be like, look, clear the scene. There's a chocolate stain. <laughs> right. So there's more intrigue in the in the crime bake. Uh, uh, are show we just? Than are we wasn't. just? We're, are we metal. just running out of ideas? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Feels like it. Okay, man. Well, thanks uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us here on Good to Game Radio. And uh, we had a fun topic tonight. You can't wait to Barter's Gate drops in a couple weeks on PlayStation 5. So uh, join our Discord. Be sure to join our Discord, Good to Game Radio. And, um, you know, maybe we can get the campaign in together. Uh, since this game is based on Dungeons and Dragons, so just be ready for a long p- campaign. Yeah, very long. <laughs> <laughs> how how dedicated are you? <laughs> we we shall see. <laughs> All right, I'll catch you later. All right, see ya. Bye.